the little cell light she had totally gone. And this is 90 days, 90 days later, look at him actually showing off a six pack before his 50th birthday. Melt fat and lose saggy skin with Raymond's 90 day fat loss program. Raymond has over 700 real life transformations, getting rid of cellulite, losing stubborn belly fat and gaining lean muscle. If you want to follow this 90 day fat loss program, make sure you subscribe. Raymond will be a guest speaker on my November Carnival Challenge, teaching you this fat loss program along with Dr. Elizabeth Bright and Dr. Kevin Stock. The link is in the description. See you there. The idea behind a 90 day program is really to teach the body. First of all, it's a hundred percent carnivore program. The big win is you're staying carnivore the whole 90 days. That's the big win. Now, the part is it starts off with priming, eating three meals per day, coffee as dessert, always eating breakfast on that one. And that is key right there because coffee dampens hunger. So if it dampens hunger, then you're not getting your true satiety. We need to get down to that root part of true satiety, learning that. In the first two weeks, you're learning what true satiation is. And in the third week, it's kind of like a neutral week trying to eat like just too mad for seven days. And then you're trying to understand what suggestive hunger is at that time. And then that builds up where you realize when you're fully nourished, you can't help but to what we call fast, but it's not, it's just, you're not hungry. So everything becomes very suggestive. Then you go into your 23 ones, you go into your OMADs and then we throw in a skip after that. So you're literally skipping a day, 32 to 42 hours. We say with no white knuckling at all. You're not forcing your body to do something that's unnatural for it. And then you start doing rolling fast. We start with rolling alternate day fast, which is 32 to 42. And then we follow on to go to rolling 48. Because by the time people are done with the rolling 32, 42, some of them have a hard time putting both meals in. So we also add in the rolling 48 for those just to make it a little bit more comfortable or a little bit more challenges. So what are some actual transformations that you have seen, real life results? This is a good example of priming, right? This is when I started carnivore over here, 11, 17. I was 202 pounds here, 23% fat. And this is when I was priming. I'll prime once a year or so. It's not needed. I don't actually recommend priming every year, but I like to test it out and see if I can break the system. So I ended up with 27.4 body fat with a weight of 197 in the middle of my priming. But you can see a huge difference. We're all focused on the scale, but maybe we should look at what's right in front of us because yeah. they're very different, right? So that's an example of me, but a lot of people say, hey, I'm a man. How about a woman? So let's go to Emily. So Emily had the same situation when she primed. She primed during this time. She got up to 38% body fat, 163 pounds. Now, meanwhile, she was losing weight. See, she's more body fat here, higher weight, but she looks way better here than she does here. She does. Does that make sense, right? See? Mm -hmm. So it's both gender. So what I'm trying to say, priming, okay, maybe, maybe I should word it a little different. Because what it is, is that the way the body develops on a carnivore diet is very different than a carb diet. How about that? 
So, you know, you've always heard stories how women look like their uh, breast lift, for example, or they, they look better, you know, just shape-wise, right? And I'm going to show you some of the examples that we have over here, for example. So let's take a look at Asa. She did the priming around this time. This is her priming days, 30 days, 60 days. Now she's very fit. But look, after the 90 days, totally sculpted her body. She did not do the priming. She just did carnivore. But she had wonderful results also. So carnivore does do his results. I just wanted to add that, okay? So it's not just a chisel program that does that. It's just the chisel seems to add a little extra oomph. But just to give you an idea, right before Emily Prime, this is her picture right here. And this is right after priming. Mm -hmm. And yes, she did put a little weight around. But if you can tell, she actually almost started seeing a little bit bony in certain areas, cheeks wise, but she filled out nicely. So it's like the fat actually complimented her, not, it wasn't a negative. You can almost see that she's tightened her skin. And yes. especially what we hear is if you want to get rid of loose skin, you need to have surgery. But you can see from right. those results, her skin around her abdominal area has gone tighter and she's lost that loose skin. And uh, what's amazing about her is she used to be 300 pounds. This is Emily's before right here. Wow. Pounds, right. So we're talking about an amazing transformation. So for her skin to be like that, you're thinking this is not possible. Yes. So let's go with Bart. Obviously, you've seen the Bart, right? So, you know, now the problem with Bart, what was interesting with Bart, he would be carnivore for so long, but then he'll have these little naughty cheats with pizza and all that. The typical carb addict, like all of us, like me, I've been, you know, so I coached him on the 90 day chisel program and sure enough, he actually lost weight during priming. That's just baffling to me, right? And then 90 days later, look at him actually showing off a six pack before his 50th birthday. Wow. I mean, what a present, right? And I'm so glad he did it. You would think what we did was we, we staged it, but it's not. <laughs> it's totally real, right? And so, with Bart, it was very interesting because he ate six and a half thousand calories when it came through right. his year, and he still lost all that lost fat. Weight. He's never eaten more in his life, he said. He didn't think it was possible. And you know, for a professor to think, you know, he's always been preaching against the calories model, but seeing it himself, you just can't, you just you, I mean, that's pure proof. There's undeniable that calories don't matter. Yes. So now Jess just followed along him, you know, Jess Henhard, right? Jessica Henhard? Yes. Yes. Henrard, Henrard. I might've said it wrong, but see, this is her before and her after. But like I said, it looks like she had a little lift, right? like a surgery almost. The back of her arms, they just look more tighter and toned as well. Yes, and that's especially that. for women. They want those tighter arms, their thighs, their stomach, but you can see that transformation. As you say, it's chiseling her body. It looks like she's doing weight training. Yes, and that's the funny thing. She said for the first time, she's not weight trained, just to prove whether this would do it or weight training. And that says a lot to me, because look, you're right. She's got musculature here where she didn't have before. And I'm not saying that she used to weight train. So, that, uh, you know, she is a coach also. So she does do a lot of weight training. It's just she didn't. But you notice, I think for women, it's a big thing to have the 
thigh gap too opened up a little bit there the flatter stomach i mean it's just amazing and look even her breast changed and uh, you'll see this right here it's almost like she had a lift right and look the little cell light she had totally gone and this is 90 days rena wow this is not we're talking about right we're, this is to me that's not long i'm amazed at what happened this is this is kazumi her before this is her after this is actually about a month and a half later her progress musculature i mean you can see it's not like it's not like she's posing a certain way and she's getting this and she looked like this you know you can tell the difference even in the face right totally totally restructuring this is amazing i'm so glad kimberly was wanting to share this because you know you want to see people that look more like as some people can relate right she's got a lot of issues obviously but she had wonderful results before and after right the way flatter stomach how flat it was how even her skin seemed to fold in a little bit i love showing them off this is her priming right here wait she actually contacted us and was complaining really bad she's like i don't like this weight gain i feel so uncomfortable i feel sick you know she was asking us can we please get to the fasting and we we did let her get to it early but you can tell the difference right here after 72 fourth 48 so that means she's one week away from finishing up the program right there but you can tell with her breasts look at that like a lift yeah amazing right look at the tightness in the stomach too and look look at the 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 thighs all of that is just what a shape difference right oh and i love this part because again it looks like a little bit of you know surgery happened right and look at the back musculature amazing but this is diet this is diet alone okay. this is coach steven coach steven's a three uh, three and a half year carnivore okay so he he did deliberately put on a little bit of weight he got he went into some dark chocolate and he was doing his own experiment right just to see how much dark chocolate and coffee and cream would do to him so he did gain a little bit of weight but we got him into the 90 day challenge too shortly after that and take a look at the difference in 90 days it almost looks staged was he training more no not at all actually wow. he went down he went down on training because he, he was uh, doing some studies. So he actually went down on training. Normally he would train a lot more than that. He would train every day, but he did go down on training, but he did train. So, but it's just the, the results are just in 90 days, right? Yeah, incredible. that's incredible. Right, right. The evidence is there. Now, again, the, the only problem with all of this is obviously, you know, there are some lucky few that just have this stupendous results, right? And there are the few stubborn ones that just doesn't seem to get anywhere. Unfortunately, those few people that are like that seem like it's more, I think it's out of the realm of diet and exercise. Let's put it that way. There's something wrong with their, uh, some one of their hormones or whatever. And to me, that's the realm of medical. I can't do anything about that. I don't think any diet can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it goes beyond fat loss and going deeper into what you can heal with the carnivore, with the priming and the feasting, the fasting. So I was curious around any 
transformations that you've had with your clients around mental health, curing disease or anxiety, depression, anything like that? Oh my goodness. Like craziness, a night and day difference to the point is it's, it's very interesting watching the clients from day one to say day 90, not, not even that, like a month later, I'll talk to them. I'm like, wow, you're like a different person. And I've dealt with some real off the wall ADHD people, for example, who just cannot keep conversation to being solid, straight, and actually answering questions to, you know, like normal people. It's just unreal, right? With no meds who were on meds before and got rid of their meds in the end. And to me, that's the amazing part, right? They're actually a normal functioning part of society all of a sudden, and they don't need the meds for it. Amazing. And there's so many stories around anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia. It's not just about the fat loss, the external healing. It's also the internal part. So that's what I was so interested around with these transformations. I think so many people, they want to have that external look because it's almost about fitting into society your friends, and you want to be a certain size, but really caring about how you think every day and show up every day and you're focusing your attention. And that's what the carnival lifestyle, as well as the fasting when you're just not hungry, it really helps. Yes, I totally agree. And there's a lot more at play off course. You know, there's the environment, how much damage we've done before to ourselves. There's the amount of stress that we live with. And we talked last time about, about our environment being so cluttered and all that kind of stuff. All of that actually, believe it, matters, right? So, but what we can handle immediately is a change of how we eat. It's absolutely true. When you change what you eat, and even if you're focusing on meat, it's interesting how that has a neutral effect on how you think. You're just feeling more calm, and that's going to help deal with the external stresses of kids, family, mortgage, inflation, how things are getting so expensive. But when you're calm inside, and when you have that space, you can deal with other things better. I totally agree. It's almost like, you know, when you're that calm, you have a control of your destiny all of a sudden. You do. It's not like it's not controlling you. So it's the other way around. You have that control. And then all of a sudden with that control, you notice you have choices. And with those choices, you can actually dig out your hole however you choose to. Join Raymond and my other special guests on the November Carnival Challenge, teaching you this fat loss program, how to prime and how to follow a high fat carnival diet. This community is completely off social media. It's open 24 seven and designed to help you stay consistent on carnival. I'll leave a link in the description. See you there. I also wanted to ask around the issue of calorie counting. And I think that is a major issue with women specifically. I could be generalizing, it could be men as well. But specifically with women, the idea about portion restricting or restriction at all, how do you help your clients going on this 90-day program or just a carnival lifestyle to get over this idea about restriction? It's strange, but it's amazing how priming encompasses all on that. The people with the restriction mindset are the most hesitant to go into this priming. But 
they usually realize very quickly, God, I've tried everything else, <laughs> you know, and I've not had a result. Maybe this might be my answer. And when they go into priming, one of the most common thing I've always heard is I've never thought I could eat this much. I've never eaten this much in my life. And some will come back to me and tell me they've actually lost weight. Some will come back and tell me they've gained 10 pounds during two weeks, which is not actually that bad. The part that I think a lot of people don't seem to grasp is, yes, eating a lot of meat will go, some of it will go into our fat storage, but that's not a negative. I always tell people, look, if you're going to try to rebuild a house, how will you do it with no materials? Now, on the opposite side, with carbs, if you just have the wrong materials, what kind of house are you going to build? That's the way I look at it, right? You know, so we're building our or rebuilding our house because we constantly rebuild our bodies every like seven years, right? Well, we're rebuilding this house with finally the proper materials, but sometimes it has to have a holding place. And yeah. that holding place is your fats. Fats is not a negative thing. It's something to embrace. We we cannot live without our fats on our bodies. So really people that have that restrictive mindset and you have to overcome that with the priming. The priming is the answer to push through your mindset around restriction, calorie counting, portioning, dieting, basically. Yes. Okay. And We've had people with eating disorders going through it. We're talking about the whole gamut eating disorder, the binging, the anorexia. We've had, you name the eating disorder, we've probably had a member go through that. And they feel so free afterwards. As a matter of fact, Coach Adek was probably one of the worst one with an eating disorder. She said that she only ate nuts for like a year and she would spit those out. So she actually didn't eat it. She would eat and spit it out. Did that for a whole year. So we're talking about extreme eating disorder. And after priming, her whole life changed when she had the permission to finally eat. And how is she feeling now? Like, what's the results? Results now, she actually knows how to prime when she needs to prime. She actually does enjoy fasting. So she does do quite a bit of fasting. And you would think that would be a negative for anybody who's been on the anorexic, but no, actually she functions just like I do. Enjoys her fast, enjoys her eating. She knows when not to, when fasting is too much and when to actually feast. It's interesting. The body's ability to cure and to heal is quite amazing, especially if you've had years or decades of eating disorders or anything along those lines, your body can heal if you give it the right nutrients and you can That's change your habits. Feel. You can change your habits and even the idea around, I can't fast. I can't do this. I can't be around an environment where there's food because I'll binge. You can change those habits when you are overnourishing yourself and your body knows that there's enough nutrients out there to actually survive. So it's quite amazing. It's absolutely brilliant, like this program that you've built. Actually, Irina, you know, I want to almost say, I dare say this, but it is what we eat that forms the way our minds think. Not the other way around. So, and we know we are hormonal creatures, so we know that has to be true. 
if we're getting all of our hormones met with what it truly needs, then this functions properly. But if it doesn't, even one little level is off, then this is affected. So obviously what we eat is what forms our minds. What do you think about the gut-brain connection that what we eat and our gut microbiome, it sends signals to your brain and your neurotransmitters and also your hormones? Yeah, I studied that quite a bit and I actually believe they kind of quite got it right and wrong. So here's the thing. These are connected. Brain, brain. Our gut is our brain. It really is. It sends out all the hormones that connects here. We think we can override it because there is a freedom of choice here. But over here, there is no freedom of choice. It just takes over eventually. But they're both brains. And we need to respect that. There should be a synchronization between both. This world makes us disconnect that between the brain and the gut. We think it's separate. It's something that this should control this. It's the other way around, I feel. And it's more of a synchronization. We, and that's the other part that's very important. We need to accept that our bodies is intelligent. It is in its own interest to keep us alive, to keep us in the best shape possible as long as we feed it properly. It does come from your gut because your brain and even the way that you think is going to follow how the rest of your body is working. It's not, your thoughts aren't generating from your brain. Right. That's the way I feel. We could look at a teenager, for example, a teenage boy. When he sees a beautiful young lady, he can't help it. He is just awestruck, right? Those are hormones. So we know hormones play such a deep part of it, but including hunger. That's hormones. And when we go through our life-changing moments, even in my 50s, as I notice how my brain is actually changing and it's going from less childish to more mature thinking, but not because I can help it. And it's not because of me willing it. It's because my hormones tell me it's time to go there. It's interesting. The idea as an extension of that is willpower and discipline. Yes. Yes. So then you kind of think, well, if it's about hormones and if it's about regulating, for example, ghrelin, leptin, cortisol, insulin, they're all hormones. Cholesterol, yeah. they're all stit, that's a steroid hormone. They're all hormones right. that's going to regulate the functioning of your organs and your brain. So we actually don't need to really control our will or our discipline and our behaviors if that is already regulated per se with nutrients and, the, and what we're feeding ourselves. So it becomes a holistic lifestyle. Carnivore is an extension of how we can achieve overall health and transformation. And that's why I was really interested, not just about fat loss. Fat loss is great. Everybody wants to achieve a certain weight, but the transformation happens inside that people just can't see if you're walking down the street. But when you're just showing up in your everyday life, that real transformation becomes extremely clear. And as we spoke about at the start of this interview, when we eat something tiny, when we're just slightly off our game, and it's just slight, it has massive results, <laughs> like detrimental results that you, you just feel, oh, I feel more tired or more sluggish. I can't think as clearly. I feel a little bit more anxiety. 
when you go full carnival for that long period of time, the results are just spectacular. Absolutely. And almost to the point where your, your balance of whether you're willing to sacrifice the couple of days you're going to feel off, I'm at the point where it's not worth it. I, I will do everything I can to avoid a restaurant if I can help it. I'm just at that point, you know, and to me, yes, there are restaurants that I can go to that are pretty good, like Fogo de Chao, which is a Brazilian restaurant over here, but they add way too much salt. And guess what? That also affects me. So, because I'm a no salt carnivore, so that really. Oh, uh, yeah, a you're a no right? salt carnivore. I was <laughs> right. going to say that salt also affects me, even though I do have Redmond's real salt. Oh. I just have that, right? But when I go out and I have salt, depending on what they use, if it's probably low quality salt, I will get symptoms of, okay, obviously I feel tired, but my eyes will get swollen the next day. My eyelids, I can see for whatever I've eaten, that is a first sign. I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. So even if it's just meat, even the salt matters. And I, I know, and I apologize to the audience because they probably feel like, oh my God, this is so scary. I don't ever want to get there. But to me, this is a blessing because it's like, look, I just want to be my 100% self all the time if I can help it. Yes, society has not quite caught up with it with us yet where they can offer the better, you know, stuff that we can handle. But, you know, until then, I will try to find my own way. Yeah. And that's the idea around having community and friends at a carnival. It really helps. Yes, it does help. So Steak and Buddy Gang, you know, I have also a group as well. There's so many out there now, like Kelly Hogan has one, Dr. Sean Baker has one, just finding one. Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa, yeah. So finding one that you can just relate to that is in line with, you know, your lifestyle or your personality, it really does help when you're friends with other carnivals. It helps with your success. When you're in a community of like minds, there's a lot of us that don't eat around our families or don't eat with our families, even going out to eat. I've done it several times. And it's just having somebody else there that you know, even over worlds, uh, you know, apart, you know, there's somebody out there that's like you, you know, and it gives you that comfort that, hey, this is okay. It's okay to be like this. It's not abnormal like society will make it out to be, like you have a third eye or something, right? And that's what's important, I think. It's it's the fact that you can feel like this is not only normal, but I feel like in a way this is actually the future. This is what we need to strive to go towards and heal the planet that way personally. That's my feeling. And I really believe that if we had more carnivore thinkers, that we would have a kinder world. I really do. Why do I say that? Mainly because when I was a carnivore, I had some anger issues. Let's put it that way. Right. So I had, uh, because, you know, the high swings, right? So I was easily triggered. When I first started carnivore, I always thought carnivore was so expensive, right? And it, it caught me for a while because when I discovered, at first I was just doing bacon, bacon and eggs at first for, for the first three months. I didn't even know what ribeye tasted like. Then after my third month, you know, I tried ribeye and fell in love. But of course the cost was like <laughs> way higher. And then I had to come to the fact like, 
how much does my health matter? How much does this body matter to me? Okay, so I came from half dead. I knew how bad when I could not function, let me tell you, I didn't want to live. So I thought to myself, how much am I worth at this point? Is it worth spending that extra ribeye for my body to do? Well, I didn't even know at the time what it could do. I, I had no idea. But then I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and spend that money. I don't know where it's going to lead me, but I'm going to spend it on quality food for my body. And that's what I did. That changed everything right there. Instead of the cheap food. And I, yes, you know, don't get me wrong. I used to live on ramen noodles during college. Okay. So I get it in spending and, and doing the thrifty thing, right? Yeah. Ramen noodles and one egg. That's how I lived in college. Okay. But that, that had its price. And I saw it, right? But when, when, when I made that decision, I, I never stopped getting ribeye. Let's talk about for people that want to eat carnivore and they're feasting, so they're eating a lot of food, but they want to do it on a budget. Yes. What would you recommend? Yes. Actually, I love the bacon and eggs part. Bacon's cheap. Eggs still cheap. You know, I understand chicken's very cheap, but the problem is not fatty enough. Butter is still fairly mm, decent price. I think they're they're pretty expensive now. But I would I would definitely try to get a stick of butter if if I could, like you know, a day. You know, just kind of like a little bit, especially during the first part of priming, would be three meals and a snack. Using that as a snack idea. Okay. Now, how can people start the ninety day? fasting and feasting carnival fat loss program? The best way I actually teach it on Bella's platform for free. I coach at eight o'clock Eastern time. And also I coach on Sunday at five o'clock Eastern time. Okay. So for, so one is separated. One is just for the priming. We literally have one class for the priming a week and one class of for fasting a week. We spend a lot of time under priming. I know that sounds strange. It's just eating three meals a day. Why would we spend that much time? It is that crucial. And there's a lot of questions that does come up. With the fasting, believe it or not, if you've primed right, the fasting actually requires very little attention. Okay. I'll leave a link in the description for Bella's Steak and Butter Gang so they can join because I know there's going to be a lot of people that want to join the fat loss program. Okay. Well, thank you, Raymond. And hopefully we can catch up again and we can get more transformations.